up, everybody? It is Friday, November 5th, or should I say the week, the week of. of Friday, November 5th? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. I'm here with Tony. Hello. What's up? How are you? I'm, I'm fine. I'm yeah. just, uh, yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, it's been a crazy morning so far. Yeah, it has. Yeah. We, we got into a heated discussion about a comic that comes out this week, so. Yeah. Yeah, look for so that. Look for that. Batman yeah. and Robin 16, in case. You don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, right. You should have seen. Hopefully, you see the video yeah. by the time you click on this. Exactly. But let's talk comics. So we've got a big comic pile stuck yeah, here gonna, that we didn't even get through. Yeah, the two of it, us it was a crazy week. week. Crazy. crazy week. Mm-hmm. Crazy Wednesday because of parades in the city. Yeah. So uh, the Giants won the World Series. So mm-hmm. very cool. Unfortunately, they decided to do the parade 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Guess what time our comic shop opens? 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So. That, we had we had to wait. That I was to, that was very hard for me to sit in the office and not go to the and comic not, store, not have new comics in my hand. So yeah, I'm, I I think I'm I'm still out of whack from that. But but yeah, so we we did read some stuff, and and since we got so much to do, we're gonna kind of cut this short. Norm, unfortunately, can't be here, slacker, because he's busy doing other stuff, legitimate stuff for his <laughs> site. For his site, yeah. yeah. So Batman and Robin, I don't think we're going to get too much into that right now just because like we mentioned we have a, a long video dealing with that but i think we can say this this resolves pretty much everything that's been going on yeah so, it definitely does so grant morrison knocked that out of the park uh we and were everything ties together we so. were going to do an unscripted what mm-hmm. would you have given it uh, a five. Exactly. That's yeah. what I would have given it. So, yeah. So there's your unscripted. You don't have to watch it because it's not going to happen. <laughs> but we have this other video where we get into the nitty gritty of it all. Of what so, happened in this So it, what we could just say is great art. Um, Cameron Stewart, amazing. Knocks it out of the park. I, I like, I loved Cameron Stewart on this. He completely uh, blew away Fraser Irving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do, uh, I like... Um, I like all the blue on the pages, you know, just like the blue reflections of light. And it's it's just really good. The blues and the reds with his art. And then, yeah, this is just so cool. And then Damien, that's a fight. And in case it's you don't just, know. It's just great. And as, as you know, because the road home, whatever, you know, Bruce Wayne is back, Batman. So we got Batman in Batman and Robin with Dick, with, with Damien, Dr. Hurt, Joker. Mm-hmm. Just cool, big fight scenes and secrets revealed and people in danger and people commissioners wearing dresses and yeah so i mean obviously a great book and the the cool thing about this is that it it closes the chapter of grant morrison's batman and robin and, and kind of everything that we've been reading since you know uh before final crisis it's it culminates and, and comes together and and it's just literally an incredible incredible series so if you didn't understand it go back and and check that out uh, read it, read it through, and uh, let us know what you thought of it. But let's move on. Let's yeah. talk about Superboy number one, which you reviewed this week, Tony. Well, one little thing: there's big, huge impact at the end of Batman and Robin. It's gonna change, change everything. Change the way of, that of Batman, Batman is forever. So, so definitely read it. Superboy number one. Um, I, I I like Connor Kent. I, I'm a Superboy fan. You know, even though he was he was a little jerk when he started off, when he was wearing the leather jacket yeah. and all that. And he's come a long way. Why is it that people just assume that people in leather jackets, guys in leather jackets, are jerks? Because they think they're cool. It's, it's I think it's an attitude thing. You know, I. It's like I, a it's 50s mentality. Maybe, yeah. You know, so, and you know, he had to add it. You know, he was he was like a 16 year old, and not that all 16 year olds are have attitudes or whatever. But you know, he he thought he was everything. He had this power. He didn't want to be called Superboy, 
and he's come a long way. And we recently had the the really great adventure comics issues with Jeff Johns and Francis Manipal, you know, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. So when I heard about this series, I was like, you know, how's this going to be? And you know, Jeff Lemire loves Sweet Tooth, but I was I was wondering, he's like, so how, what's it going to be like? Because you you talked to him in New York, yeah, and. You know, I don't think he's done the superhero stuff before. No, this is. I think this is his first venture into into superheroes. And you guys can feel free to correct us. Yeah, I think I so. I don't recall. And but also, I, I'll admit, I was I was nervous about. It's like, what's it going to be? You know, is Superboy going to start growing antlers like Sweet Tooth? And <laughs> but it was it was it was great. There's there, the only thing I didn't like. What, what I do like, what I don't like. So Connor's in Smallville, and he, Phantom Stranger comes, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And they, they show him in high school. Now there is carrying over from the adventure comics. There's uh, Lori Luther, who's Lex Luther's niece. She was introduced, I believe, in adventure comics. Mm-hmm. And so now she, they're going to the same school. So Connor's like, I feel kind of weird because you're Lex Luther. You know, you're a Luther, and you know, there's that whole weirdness. Public school? I think so. Yeah, I think Smallville. That's yeah, funny. Smallville High School. So it's it's good for him. But then Connor's got this friend, this like weird biology plant kid that was also, I think, introduced in, in those issues. And he drops his bombshell, which I guess we won't reveal. I don't know if I really like the direction of where they're going to take this. It, it's a, it could be a little cliche, but it, there could be some advantages to it. But it just seems like it was very sudden. And then we get a cool fight. And yeah. So good stuff. I, I I really really enjoyed that. Cool. I'll have to I'll have to read that. Yeah. Brightest um, day. I, actually I did not read that yet. Uh, Brightest day. Uh, the only thing I'll say, because then uh, maybe all you guys will will watch this. I really liked it. Um, and unlike the other books, this one focused mainly on the the hawk, two, uh, the hawk uh, people. Which is good so because Hawkman and Hawkgirl. So so you know the other books you'd have like three pages of Martian Manhunter, three of Firestorm, you know, and the rest of the issue was about Dead Man stuff like that. So so the storyline would jump around a lot. This one was mainly just uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Um, Hawkgirl's about to die. Will Hawkman be able to save her? Um, and the ending will surprise you. Hmm. Yeah, so look now. Uh, and the last two pages, if you go to that last page, Tony. Should I? Yeah. yeah. Spoil it for yourself. Spoil it for myself. Why not? There you go. Everything's coming together. Mm. Okay. So it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I also reviewed Red Hood number six, and this is the end of the series. So this is the series finale, six six part six of six. Um, and what happens on the cover? It's it's kind of interesting. You've got this image of Batman in the background. Jason Todd uh, has the Joker in a, in a very vulnerable position. Um, it's not just uh, telling. It, 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 it actually a- happens in the issue. There is, however, an intimate moment yeah, between that's, Talia that's I heard about Al Ghul that. and uh, Jason Todd, which is interesting um, because she's sort of been very maternal throughout the series mm-hmm. uh, with Jason, so it's weird. But if you look at it from the point of view of, well, you know, this kid has anger issues. He's He realizes, like, when he's got uh, the Joker in a, in a bad place, he doesn't hurt him mm-hmm. when he could, you know, um, because he realizes that it's not just about the Joker. It's about him, the Joker, and Batman. So I saw it as sort of like this, I'm taking vengeance out on Bruce because this is Bruce's girl, so I'm going to, you know, do that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of using a female character as a plot device, right? Yep. However, uh, Jason Todd isn't the one that initiates that intimate scene, so... Yeah, so just flipping through the pages. Just kind of weird. 
It looks. I won't ask you your rating now, but I looks looks pretty good. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I don't really understand. I think if I ever talk to Judd Winnick again, I'm gonna ask him why he threw that in there. But whatever. Anyway, mm. you ready? Redeemable from Redeemable. Studios, Mark Wade. Redeemable is great. I mean, so the whole thing, you know, we're in issue 19 now, and I, from the beginning, I wonder how how is this gonna last? You got the ultimate hero. He's a villain. He's killed millions of people. How long can this go on? And it's still going on, which is great. So. What we finally have here is what was re- revealed last issue is one of the members of the Plutonian's team made this deal with these aliens that we're going to attack. So it's like if the Plutonian ever turns on everyone, the aliens are going to come in and they come in and there's this huge fight and it's just beautifully drawn, well-written. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool stuff. Scarlet, number three. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still on, on the fence with this. I like it. I mean, it, it's it's different, but I'm not sure. Uh, Malib's art is really beautiful. Yeah. And it's 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 just very different, you know. There, there's a lot of talking because you know Scarlet talks to you and just just her whole story. It's 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 definitely it's not you know Bendis on the Avengers. It's it's so it, that's good that we're getting something else, you know. So he's not just doing the same thing over and over again. So people should check that out. So it's issue three. Uh, Generation Hope. Generation Hope. Um, just I don't I'm not crazy about the idea of Generation Hope. I I I'm okay with the character of Hope, but I'm not crazy about her and then so we got these five lights these mutants with this these looks like she just pooped herself yeah one i forget her name one new mutant so so the, these characters they have these powers they can't control it but supposedly when hope comes in contact with them they can kind of control it so now they're kind of following her even though you know they're they're hanging out with um with rogue and they're they're still searching for the fifth which is, is weird because that's what's been going on in uncanny x-men but now this it's is it's, it's own Generation series hope, yeah so I, I I just I don't know is, how is I, Hope gonna be able to uh, hold her own series? That's what because it, it's almost like the the other kids, these other new new ones, new mutants, whatever lights. It's like they're looking to her as a leader, and it just it feels kind of weird. So I guess she's has so much experience, you know, everything she's gone through with Cable and all the survival. It just it feels kind of weird. So I. I don't know how I feel about this and if this is something that I, I'm going to care about. Well, I'll have to read that. Um, um, going through Captain America, Man Out of Time, I just want to mention Mark Wade, Captain America. This is going back, flashback, good stuff. And I also want to highlight Ozma of Oz, the, the third Oz volume by Scotty Young and Eric Shanower. This is a book that you and your daughter both love, right? Yes, and Vinny. Giant Vinny bombs, Vinny. Loves yeah, too. I always I pick him up and an extra. I get his own copies. So it's just great stuff. Uh, interesting cover to the boys this week. Yeah, they've been um, doing the parodies lately, and yeah, it's an so awesome this cover. This week we've got uh, is this the, the return of Bruce Wayne? No, the Dark Dark Knight Returns. The Dark yeah. Knight Returns. Yeah. yeah. So yes, Sorry. yes, it's, it's you're right, sort of. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, the Frank Miller cover. Um, the I don't Butcher. like it actually. I think it's cheap. It's kind of funny. Um, actually, Darkwing Duck. Did something similar just a few months ago. Too. Really? Yeah, the dark, dark. I forget what they call it. Had the first issue of Punisher come out this week? That's going to be a, a five-issue miniseries. Yeah, I don't like the fact that they made a new series. I mean, it's still written by Rick Remender, mm-hmm. who I, has been great on the Punisher. He's the one that also did Frankencastle, which I didn't mind. People didn't like. Some people did. So now Frank Castle is back. Mm-hmm. So he's getting nitty gritty again. Uh, we got the Amazing Spider-Man. Huge, you know, big Amazing Spider-Man because I, I think this is the one right before. Um, Dan Slott takes over. So it's it's in the aftermath of the origin of the species, the Mark Wade written story. So we just have a lot of people. There's just a few stories here. So 
lots of Spider-Man action. Um, I'm just going to flip through the rest of this. we got Secret Six, Adventure Comics, Wolverine number three. So that's, that's going to be good. Um, Bullseye Perfect Game. Norm read this. He said it was really, really good. It's a two-issue miniseries. Um, but I thought he was dead. Well, this is, uh, looking at the preview, it's it's like a, it was like a flashback. So it's talking gotcha. about so many things. So okay. um, whether he's still going to be dead because evil possessed dark or daredevil, dark daredevil mm-hmm. <laughs> wanted to resurrect him for the hand. So I, I think that's where the last shadow land. I don't remember. Right, so, right, so yeah, right. something happened. Namor, what's your opinion? We're three issues in. You haven't, people are probably wondering, where's Sarah's Namor reviews? Sweet tooth. <laughs> Um, Warriors, Warriors 3. 3. Now, I wasn't sure about this. I, I, I think I mentioned I'm not a big Asgard fan. You know what? Storm read this. He thought it was fun. Okay. He well, liked that. I'm so. glad I picked it up. I, so we'll have to read that. Oh, Bill Willingham? Yeah. Interesting. Taskmaster. I love this series. Issue 3. Chaos, Chaos War. War. I don't love that series. I, which is weird because it's Greg Pak, but I, I, may I just don't like Hercules. Uh, Avengers Academy. People like that. Um. I, I read like every other issue. I, I mean to read You're it and it doesn't happen. JSA, JSA All-Stars. All-Stars, Hawkeye oh, Mockingbird. Uh, I think Matt. It was Zach. Zach reviewed this. I did not read this. And Zach really liked this. But this is like the last issue because it's going into something called Widowmaker. So I don't know what that's going to mean for Hawkeye Mockingbird. Mm. They're having relationship issues jonah hex uh it was neat because at at long beach um jimmy palmiati actually had this issue early he had this in, oh, cool. in, in freedom fighters cool so, invincible cool. 75 my i zombie my favorite and then and then we got two freebies and then there's some other stuff was there something else no oh, there's that x-men yeah that i i really was uh looking forward to reading but didn't i thought there was something else but Okay, so that is comics, and yeah, so sorry for the abbreviated. We just haven't had time this week. Yeah, and, and, and the and parade totally threw off everything. Our schedules. However, I did go to the parade, so yeah, whatever. It was fun. Okay, so shooting through some of the news. This actually, I think, came out l- maybe last Friday. Was I don't think we haven't talked about it, or maybe was it Friday? Hmm. Onslaught um, unleashed in February. And you brought up um, it, it, now Onslaught's uh, returned before, right? Yeah, there was a the hero's return. I mean, it was it, yeah, and I'm not really sure. I I didn't read those issues. Yeah, I, I, I bought looking, them. I was looking at some of the uh, comments though, and somebody said, "Well, maybe we'll see." I think it was Xerox Kitty. She she said something like, uh, "Does that mean we'll have another?" Age of Apocalypse. I don't know. Age of Apocalypse. Lips 3. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole thing is Onslaught was, like, the psyche of Professor X and Magneto, Mm -hmm. spoiler, and, you know, it was vanquished, but it keeps coming back, so that's interesting. But from the the image, it's like Onslaught is fighting the young allies, which is, like, Ricky Barnes, um, Firestar, some of the others. Their series, I think, got canceled because the sales weren't that great, so it's like, why they're i mean ricky barnes has ties to onslaught with the heroes reborn world universe whatever you want to call it so i don't know how i feel about that um there's all a there's some long beach stuff that's that's up on the site yep, interviews did a lot of cosplay stuff cosplay. i was actually surprised i don't know do you remember last year where there were a lot of people dressed up um no either there weren't or i didn't pay attention there were a lot of strippers that dressed up yeah there was a couple i think this time but I, I made an effort. I mean, the, the, the great thing about Long Beach, I, I love the convention. It's, you know, it's low key. You can actually breathe. And so in between, I, I took a lot of pictures with my flip camera. I wish I had like a, a, a real actual better camera. 
so it, it was fun. It was a good convention. So and and since it was Halloween weekend, that might have contributed to more people dressing up. So there's there's some cool stuff. Uh, Walking Dead. Did you get a chance to watch it yet? No, With I didn't. The, but the we did post version? it uh, on Comic Vine. You can watch it in the forums right now. Yeah. So do that before they take it down. Yeah, that's a bummer. But I mean, it makes sense because you know I'm sure you can get it like on iTunes or because I don't think like yeah. Hulu's gonna or any of those online sites. You don't think so? I don't know. I was I was watching The Office on Hulu. I think this last night. Or no. Yeah, last week's episode of The Office mm. last night. Because you can also watch those on, I think, like NBC.com, I think, shows The Office. Can you? I think so. Maybe. I don't know if it'd be sooner than Hulu. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know how soon they go up. So, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, like, because, you know, there's some people, they probably don't even have AMC channel. And so it's like, well, how are you going to watch it? I mean, it, they had record numbers, I think. 8.3 million. Yeah, sort of. Well, I mean, they said 5.3, and then they said 8.3 if you count the other airings, which I, I think you should count them. But well, yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, know. Why, if, why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, it could be what if someone watched it twice? So, so they or, watch it twice. That what, still counts. Yeah, so. I mean, I could technically watch it twice if I watch it on, if I have DirecTV and I watch it on East Coast time. But you're, you're, not because see, it's you're, AMC. Yeah, I mean, you're. So it's not like a CBS Never mind. What My I was, logic is I was kind of ticked off is they actually, because, you know, it, it was on at 10, 30, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock our time, but it was actually on like at 8 o'clock or 8.30 here too. I'm like, what? Because I, I waited till to 10 to watch it and I could have mm-hmm. watched it earlier instead of staying up till 11.30, which is fine. So yeah, that, that was great. Um, oh, and that's the other thing. The the the, the kid that plays Dwayne um, in, in The Walking Dead who smacks Rick with the shovel. He then I interviewed him on, on our site. He came up to me at Long Beach and he's like, Hey, so that was kind of cool seeing him. Uh, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor, South African actress. I forget her name. T- uh, Tanit Phoenix. Something like that with a T. I remember that. So whether she's going to be, I mean, I, I say she, she looks like she could do the role. She was in like some, she was in, she was in a lost boys. She was in something else. I thought, Okay, did you watch the uh, trailer for The Lost Boys? No. I, it got awful. I don't even know how many Lost Boys the, are. Move on to the next topic. Don't, no, no, so, I mean, there's really nothing to say because she hasn't really been in anything other than Maxim. So, so it's very difficult to judge whether or not her acting abilities are... Well, there, there's a question. I, I think that's what they, they need to get an unknown. Especially if they're going television, you, you know, you're not going to get a big... I, I, there's no one in Hollywood that I could say that should be Wonder Woman. And... It's just like you know you can't take someone like Tom Cruise and put him in a suit. Not not Wonder Woman, but you can't take Tom Cruise and make him like some other hero because you're gonna see that's Tom Cruise. I think if you get too big of a name, all I see every time I see Tom Cruise is him jumping on Oprah's couch. So yeah, that's the thing. You you can't take these big name actors and put them into these iconic roles because it it just it's it's like a distraction. No, sometimes you can. I mean Christian Bale. But I don't, I would I don't I wouldn't necessarily say. He, he was huge, maybe just in my opinion. I don't think he was like a huge Hollywood actor before Batman Begins. I could be wrong. Maybe just my, my thoughts. I don't know. <laughs> That's just my thoughts. He, in my book, he wasn't. He, you know, I loved the American Psycho and that Rescue Me, whatever movie it was. That was crazy, the Vietnam movie. Um, Batman, speaking of Batman, Christian Bale. So there's rumors about... Love interests, because there's that that rumor that came out about all these young, you know, late twenties, early thirties women auditioning for some unknown roles. So they're saying Julie Madison, who mm-hmm. is uh, one of 
Bruce Wayne's girlfriends or something like that, which I just sounds like a totally worth un, unnecessary role. Just like um, Rachel Dawes, I didn't like her in the movie. You know, she served her purpose or whatever. I don't think she needed to be there. But mm-hmm. they're they're saying for Julie Madsen is someone uh, Casey Thomas and Vera for Farmiga. So I, I don't really have an opinion. I I don't think we need the love in Batman. You know, he's with the way the Dark Knight. We had some love last time. Yeah, I mean, you had all that. But the way the movie ended, I mean, it, things are, are looking dark. You know, Batman is on, they smashed the bat signal. You know, he's to blame for Harvey Dent's death. And he's on the run, you know, where I could, but I guess Bruce Wayne still needs to put in his FaceTime or whatever. So I don't know. And then the That's other. That's why he had the supermodels in the bathtub. Yeah. So, or it's, in so it's the, like. In the, in the pool. Yeah, so do you need, I, I, I just, I don't see, I'd, I'd rather it focus more on Batman Batman being a detective, Batman fighting evil, then Bruce Wayne putting on the Playboy act. I, I just don't think it's necessary. I think it's necessary. Okay. Then we agree. Don't agree. So that's fine. Um, the other Sarah Essen, who is was later linked with uh, Commissioner Gordon. That's Dark Knight Returns. Sarah Essen. So Sarah Essen was, um, it was just recent. She's, she's, she's dead now. Joker killed her. But she was a, um, I, actually, I could be wrong. I'm thinking that. Commissioner Gordon actually cheated on her, his wife with her back when they were partners or something like that. Oh, they were married, Sarah and Gordon. Yeah, then they got married. I think they got, it was a recent thing, like in the 90s maybe they got married. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not up on my Jim Gordon history, all that. But because... Uh, yeah, it was uh, year one, Batman year one. Okay, so was she the one that had the kid, Jim Gordon Jr.? No. I, said, I, I don't know. So anyways, Sarah Essen may be in a movie. Oh, Essen had an affair with a married cop. I knew someone had an affair. Yeah, James Gordon. Shameful. Oh, yeah. So that's what I thought. So he was married. He had the kid. He was early in his career. And then he cheated on his wife. And I think that may have contributed to... I don't know what happened. His wife probably... Did she die too? I think all his people die. Everyone's Frank Joker's Miller killing. Miller just kills everybody off. Yeah. So Char- Charlize Theron is being tied what again rumor so who knows um i'm not I, I i don't really care too much about this dark child i never really read the comic it, yeah, it was, those comics are so it was yeah it was back in the the, the bad girl phase you know when you had bad like bad girl slutty girl yeah when you had um lady death and uh purgatory and I, I mean, evangeline some people really like that stuff yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I shouldn't knock it. I don't know if maybe there was some good storytelling. I would assume, or I don't know if, if it was just about the art. I, I don't know what the appeal was. It wasn't something I got into. But what makes this interesting is that John Carpenter, who is like an awesome director, I can't remember the last thing he's done. Big Trouble, Little China. Yeah, and like the thing, and you know, he's he's done some like classic horror stuff. Uh-huh. And he's they're talking that that makes sense. So if he, I mean, that makes me interested in this. If he's directing Dark Child, I'm like. I might actually watch this. Um, there's another thing I talked about, <laughs> the Hulk and mustaches. So that that came about at Long Beach. Um, we were just talking about, you know, so I, I wondered how come the Hulk never has a mustache? Why does Red Hulk have a not have a mustache, but Thunderbolt Ross does? Because genetics. I don't know. So yeah, that came up. Um, did you, have you ever met Ray Anthony Haight? Yep, I so, interviewed him. Yeah, that's what I thought. So. I, I, he, he loves Comic Vine, so I'm just going to throw that little plug in for us. So um, I t- me and Tom talked to him for a while, and we got talking about Invincible and the mustaches, and I don't know who mentioned Hulk, and then I started thinking, well, why doesn't Hulk have a mustache? So 
So, uh, Marvel MCU. So. Thoughts. I wrote an article about yes. it. If you want my thoughts, go read my free But people article. may not, they're listening to podcasts now. So go read they're, my article. They're, they're jogging, doing laps with their iPod right now as, as we um, speak. The uh, Marvel MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Joe Quesada announced at New York Comic Con that the, he was going to be doing that. Or they were going, Marvel was going to start that. And um, it would be not a direct... Um, like, it wouldn't be word for word what happens in the movies, but it would be inspired by, which I thought is what the Ultimates universe was. Mm. All the Ultimate comics, yeah. you know, they, I feel like the movies have taken a lot from mm -hmm. uh, the Ultimates comics and, and everything else they've kind of taken from just continuity, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it doesn't really make any sense to have a, a yet another universe at Marvel, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm not crazy about it when they do the movie adaptions, like they, there was some Iron Man, there was like, there's a couple co issues that were supposed to take place between Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2. I bought them, I started reading it, and there, it just, it didn't feel right. I can't even remember who, who wrote it, and so I'm, I'm, I didn't even give it a chance. So they always do these movie adaption comics, and they just, they don't feel like the regular comics for some reason. I don't see the point of it, but I guess from their perspective, if someone goes and sees Iron Man or a Batman movie and they don't know the 40, 50 years of continuity, if they market it the right way, then they say, okay, you watch the movie, you can start reading this comic that's been around for two months or a year and just read that. So I understand that. It's not for you and I, I would say. It's for people who just go to the movies and don't read comics. So we'll see if it works. I just hope that um, they, they get quality people if, if you know creators on there if well kevin feige 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 whatever mm -hmm. is gonna be involved might so. be involved but doing what is he a writer i don't know writer? overseeing yeah. the marvel cinematic so, universe so, so good luck with that i'm not looking forward to it but i hope it works i mean if, if the main thing if, if it brings in other people in the comics that that's what i care it's about. not going to but let's just go to the next you topic. never know um also with marvel they have this point one initiative which i don't think you're too crazy about Stupid idea. I, I kind of like it. I, I, I think it could work. That I, I, it, They're not going to market me, it the right me, way. Let me explain to you the flaw in Marvel's logic for putting a point one after a number. The people that know that there is a point one after a number and know that it stands for a good jumping on point for new readers are not going to know that. They're not going to know. They're just going to go to the comic shop and they're going to pick up the first issue of daredevil that they see because they watched you know ben affleck in the movie and they were like i wonder what the comic's like they're not gonna know to read that point one issue first because they don't read newsarama and they don't read cbr and they don't read comic vine that's my opinion well i say and and so i'll be honest with you sometimes it's very hard to go to a comic shop and talk to the person that owns the store yeah there have been see. many times that i've gone to many comic shops and i've been treated like shit so, you know what? That's what I have to say. I say, it, it, I, I, I say there's potential. Whether it's going to be utilized, that You're will such an re remain to be seen. Because I say, you know, there, there's a lot of people that, that, that will say, I want to read X-Men. Which Where should I start? And, you know, good Pick luck up a trade. With, with that. But Pick up a trade. But with this, you know, if, if, if the comic store is running it right, you know, I, and depending on how Marvel wants to do that, and, you know, Marvel could give them, like, a cardboard cutout or something like here, put all the point one issues here, direct them here, tell them this, and you know, depending how they want to do it. Cause that way, if, if you know, the point one issue happened three issues ago, then someone would say, Oh, I just need to find that point one issue 
and then I can start reading. And then maybe if I like it, I can go back and get the trades and go further back. So I think it, it's good because you always hear, you know, a lot of time in solicits, they'll, they'll mention jumping on point. So this just highlights that. We'll see if it works. I don't, I don't know. So I, I maybe, yeah, maybe I'm being optimistic. I wonder who it is that, never mind. I, th- I think it's going to be weird to see like 627.1. And I don't know what that's going to mean on our, our wiki, our database. We'll worry about that later. Um, how do you feel about costumes, teams? Should teams have matching costumes? Yes. Okay, so like so they know that they're all on the same team. Yeah, so that when you're in the middle of a battle, mm-hmm. you know not to hit the guy wearing the same uniform mm-hmm. that you're wearing. But then the bad guys also know, I just need to hit all the people wearing the same costume. Yeah, but that's fine. That's like when you play soccer. Yeah, it's, or it's, it's any, team any, spirit. Any sports, you know, every sports team. If Okay, let's say I wanted to watch a little hockey, right, since it's hockey season now. Oh, I, I thought at, you meant like, like little kids playing hockey. No, no. <laughs> you know, I, I want to go to a Rangers game. But, oh, all the Rangers are wearing normal clothes. Well, then I guess I would know because the other team isn't wear, is wearing Well, if the other team wasn't, well, I guess. Well, then they wouldn't know. Like, they all just well, look like yeah, a big, a bunch of hunks that have no teeth. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to distinguish, you know, who's on this team. Mm-hmm. Especially if I don't know what, you know, whatever his name is, Yarmir Yager looks like. Pretty sure yeah. he's on the Rangers. The, the only bad thing is then it, it kind of takes away some of their individuality. Now, like, what if you take someone like, let's say, okay, Batman. It's not about their individual. This isn't about them. Well, okay, well, what this if is you, about the team, what, Tony. What if you get someone like Batman? He's going to go and adjust, so Tony's he's got to wear Tony, this Tony, new, Tony, new Batman's outfit. Batman's not supposed to be on a team. He never really joined the Justice League, right? Why? Because he had better things to do in Gotham City. I don't know if I... He was just he, a... He was, he was just a... What, what do you call it? He was there once in a while. So he was just, uh, he would fund their equipment, you know, because he's got like this never ending amount of money. And he would be, you know, he'd come in when he had to. But generally, he wasn't really on the Justice League. I don't know. It's true. He said it. Batman said that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. But and but like in, in Uncanny X-Men, like uh, in the 90s, when they all went to like the blue and yellow uniforms, it looked weird. Like he had like Jubilee and Gambit and But Storm. they started off in blue and yellow. They did, uniforms. and that, that worked fine. But then, you know, I, it's, it's like the Avengers now. You before know, you the got, Beast had hair. When, when you, before, yeah, before he had hair and then lost it and then got whatever. But like you take the Avengers now, you know, you got Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Captain, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to tell Captain America, oh, sorry, you got to wear the team uniform now. Yeah, you are. So. Sorry, Captain America. It's not about you. I, I don't know. It's about the team. And it's then you got someone, some like spirit. Iron Man. Is is Iron Man going to put like like a shirt over his armor, just to, to match? No, team? I mean he's got so many different, uh, so many different paint. kinds of armor. I'm sure, he could just get a paint job. It's like a car. Let's see. Easy. Um, there's a new publisher, Legendary Comics. So based on Legendary Films, whatever the studio is called. Great. And yeah, so it's like, uh, do we need another new publisher? So well, this is good for this. Uh, this film company yes because rather than you know allowing um companies like dynamite to take uh film franchises and you know make comics out of them and and make a profit and actually uh get good writers and good artists you know this film company is going to take care of all that Mm -hmm. they think they they know comics right so they're going to be able to handle it we have bob shrek as editor-in-chief and he's he's been in the industry for a while that's the only good thing, but I, I I think it's hard. I don't care who you have 
like signed up to write for you or draw for you, I think it's hard to start a new new publisher or start start a new new company and then write about characters that no one knows and expect people to to buy those comics. Like, you know, Kickstart. Kickstart's gonna you know be putting out it's for so some of the books I've heard about sound really good. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna be buying these, you know, fifteen dollar books? Hopefully it will be marketed the right way. But I guess with Legendary, if, if they are going to be basing it off their movies, then if they can try to cash in on that. But move, people that go to movies don't buy comics usually. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Bendis talking about powers. Yeah, this is going, going. So, yeah, it, I think the last time or when it was first announced was like 2009. And I, it's, I don't know what, what the holdup is. But hopefully, I mean, maybe they're making sure they do it right. Mm-hmm. So let's hope. It, it, could, be, it could be really interesting. I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but we'll see. And what came out late, uh, some casting rumors Yep. for Spider-Man. Sally, did that say Sally Field? <laughs> yeah. I totally missed that article. Are well, you no, serious? Because first, first they said Martin Sheen. They, yeah. I, I, they're in the same article. They yeah. said Martin Sheen was in final negotiations to play Uncle Ben. That seems kind of weird because most likely Uncle Ben isn't going to be around too long in the movie unless yeah. they're they're totally changing things so and and that that goes the thing martin sheen you know people know who he is it's, it's almost when you see the movie you're not going to see uncle ben you're going to see martin sheen so i but maybe he'll i'm sure he'll do do a great job and then like like 30 minutes after that news came out then now they're saying sally field's been offered supposedly the role of aunt may so she is she old enough to be? Well, anime? that's I don't. I, I, she was born in forty six, actually. I don't I think Martin. That. I don't see Martin Sheen. I mean, know oh, he's he's older, but yeah. I don't really see Dude, him as he's Uncle Ben. Hella old. He can be maybe Uncle Ben because they're they're doing this in high school, right? Yeah. So they're older. They're they were nineteen forty six. I didn't realize she was that old. Yeah. Smoking a Bandit in the seventies. That's like the end of World War Two. Yeah. So I don't know. I just that's it, that's what nineteen forty six is. It's it's a weird. That casting. is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder why why did they pick these these actors? Is it because they they why you know why would you need these big names for minor characters? And it, is it because the actor that you have playing Spider Man is nobody? Yeah, but see, I, I mean, that goes to the thing. I think it's good because you can't take a big actor and say, okay, you're gonna have to wear a mask at home movie. Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna be like Tobey Maguire and have his mask ripped off every. Five Plus, minutes. When you hit seventy in Hollywood, it's like impossible. You need to take what you can get. I wonder if, if unless it's, you're Sean Connery. But I wonder if it's that situation where they're saying, "Yeah, I'll do this role," or everyone's doing Hollywood, or everyone's doing superhero movies. I want to do one too. I can't play young Spider-Man, obviously. So maybe I'll do this. Or are you are you, are you giving me Charlie Sheen's monologue right now? <laughs> yeah, I can't play Sheen. Spider-Man, obviously, because I'm an old man. Yeah. But, but I also wonder is like is Sony saying, "Hey Martin Sheen, you're awesome. People know you. We'll pay you, you know, this big paycheck to just do, you know, five scenes because you're gonna get shot." You know, I don't know how long you're gonna how be. How do you know movie. he's gonna be shot? Well, I it, bet you he's not gonna get shot. That's what I'm. I'm when when I heard Martin Sheen, so I'm like, okay, maybe they're gonna do some weird twist since this is a reboot and it's kind of. I mean, because Uncle Ben died in Ultimate Comics too. Aunt May is spunkier and and. The ultimate Spider-Man. Spunkier. Yeah, she's not as frail and you know always needing her, her medicine. So I don't know. So we'll see how much screen time and if they totally change. But if you don't kill Uncle Ben, 
you know, you can un- kill Aunt May. But Uncle Ben is why kill Sally Field. is why Spider Man was born. Otherwise, he would well, have never been a superhero. That, are you saying that if they killed Aunt May, that Spider Man wouldn't have been born? I don't know. It depends on what kind of relationship they had. <laughs> I don't know if they had the talks. If it was Uncle Ben that, that said the, the power and responsibility, later? who had well, later because he had no one else to talk to. But it was Uncle Ben that pounded a responsibility into him. Really? Yeah. Because he had no one else to talk to. No, nope. he was. A, Is that the end of our podcast? Just about. Um, a couple questions. Uh, I won't ask that one. Why? Because it deals with Lost and Brightest Day, and you you even get into Lost, right? No. Okay, so. I so, don't like TV shows that everyone else likes. Uh, see, that's why you got to like it before everyone else likes it. Because I like Lost from the beginning, and I'm like, screw you people. No, because actually a lot of people hated Lost in the beginning because they're like, I don't understand. Why is there a polar bear on an island? It's like, well, watch their freaking show, and you'll see. That all makes sense. It's like like Grant Morrison. you got to just be patient. So anyways, someone brought up uh, what, you know, they, they made a comparison with Brightest Day and Lost is you get answers, but you get more questions than answers. So, uh, isn't that like every comic, though? Yeah. But, I mean, Brightest Day was supposed to answer it. I don't know. So I was like, yeah, no. Well, but. I mean, uh, obviously you get more questions yeah, you because have to. you have to segue into the next installment mm-hmm. of whatever is going to happen yeah. at DC Comics. But you get like like five questions for like one answer. But, but that's a good thing. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah. Um, okay. And someone brought up about Comic-Con with the, all the, the ticket fiascos and should I this is this is a great idea it's not going to happen but should no, comic stores I thought this was a horrible be idea. able to sell them first the reason the good thing is because then people who actually like comics actually read comics they would get a chance uh-huh. to buy them first mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen that's crazy what, what's your why do you think it's crazy I think it's crazy because it's not the responsibility of the, of the comic shop owner well like and it it just it makes absolutely no sense they sell one you can get WonderCon tickets which is the same company of Comic-Con. You can buy WonderCon tickets at a comic store. You can get like your tickets. It's low key, so it's not how many, as crazy. How many people go to Comic-Con on any given day? About 160,000 mm-hmm. people. But how many of those people actually read comics? Um, I don't think it's about comics anymore. So that that's the thing. So people who actually care about going to the comic panels and seeing, people they're not going to be able to get in. People actually care about going to, like about reading comics don't really go to San Diego Comic-Con. Hmm. San Diego Comic-Con has turned into like a film festival, mm-hmm. okay? And it's like a premiere, a TV show premiere. Um, Iron Man's coming out, the movie. So let's have a giant IMAX screening of, you know, the trailer and have all the cast members there. It's just a big show for Hollywood, you know? So, I mean, I think it's time to like get over that because it's not like it's going to change. It's only going to get bigger. But selling it at comic stores, I just think that that's, that's a bad idea. They can't even handle the number of people that go to the website. Mm-hmm. What needs to be done is like, I mean, I think that San Diego Comic-Con is profitable enough that they could just go to Ticketmaster and say, we'll let these guys deal with it because they deal with, I don't know, U2 concerts that sell out. I just feel like that's a lot more logical. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just like Pearl Jam, they were anti-Ticketmaster because the thing Ticketmaster takes a huge cut. You know, or or you get all these service fees, so that's going to add to the price of. If, but if it was like ten years ago when Pearl Jam was really popular, I'm sure they'd go through Ticketmaster. They they took them to court. They went to this big court. We're not going to talk. This isn't music talk, but yeah, Eddie Vedder was like anti Ticketmaster and all this. Well, but my 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 other concern about this, if if they did sell it at comic stores, because you know when they they released those variant covers. Wait a, wait a second. So, um, if they sold it at comic stores, then the comic stores would have to take a cut of it too, right? 
I don't so know. either way, you'd have like, what, but you think they're just going to sell it for free? They might. I mean, they, no. Well, that's what they do with WonderCon. They don't get a cut off the WonderCon. Yeah, but this is San Diego. Yeah. But so it's that that's my next point, is that if they have access to these tickets, it's just like they have access, sort of access to the variant covers. They go up on eBay right away, or they go back behind the counter. Not all comic stores do this. They'll go up behind the counter, and they'll sell them for like, you know, 15, 20 bucks, you know, the day they come out. So if they had access to San Diego tickets, they're probably going to go up on eBay, sell them. They'll give it to you for like 150 bucks. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, something needs to be done. I don't really like the Ticketmaster idea because, you know, I don't like paying service fees. But something needs to be done. Something. But, I mean, okay, what's what's the average service fee on a Ticketmaster ticket? Let's like create. I mean, well, there's a whole question because when, when you buy a ticket, like a lot of times it's like close to 10 bucks on top of the ticket price. But then you also have to ask the question, okay, that $50 concert ticket, is is there some markup on that as well? You know, should the ticket only yeah, cost but twenty dollars? Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have like a ten dollar service fee on on a three day pass? It all depends. It's really not that much if you think about it, because because considering you've got you're there for three days, you're paying what like fifty bucks to go. Yeah, this is like seventy five. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't think know. it's that high. Look it up. I don't know. But, but I mean, even I'll look it up later. But even even so, like I'd rather pay Ticketmaster ten dollars than have like some comic shop, like hike up the sales and make a seventy five dollar profit off of a freaking San Diego Comic Con ticket, yeah. and then you know that they're just gonna sell it to like certain people. Yeah, people would have a a pull list at the comics store. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Something needs to be done. Obviously, uh, Comic-Con can't handle it on their website, so they just should just let somebody else take care of it so that they don't have to shut it down. And it, it's called efficiency. Mm-hmm. All right. Embrace th- it. That Embrace is it. efficiency. Yes. All That's right. it for, for, for the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, we got to cut it short. Uh, because we have to do a lot of prep work for the live show. But thanks for listening, guys. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to read your comments. If you have any questions for next week's next week's podcast, um, uh, you can PM Tony or I, or you could leave uh, questions in the podcast on the podcast page. Yes, that would be a good idea. So thanks for listening. Right, have a good weekend. Stay out of trouble. Read some comics. Yeah.